1: Welcome to The
2: Ralph Report
1: with Ralph Garman.
0: Well, hello there, boys and girls, children of all ages. Come on in under the big top. It is the Ralph Report Circus waiting for you on another day. It is Tuesday, September 29th, year of our Lord Shizmu 2020. Oh, hell, Shizmu. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Uh, it's good to be back and to be normal, as normal as we can be after kind of. yesterday's show. All that uh, COVID nonsense is over, and now we're back to business as usual mm. with a brand new Ralph Report for this Tuesday. Got a hell of a show for you today, too. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, we got Blair Erskine, smoking hot, rising, on fire comedian Yeah, from uh, the great state of Georgia. She'll be uh, stopping by today to talk about she her. she live in Georgia? She is. She's, She's... an Atlanta girl. Oh, nice. and She does comedy out of there. And apparently there's a whole blossoming comedy scene.
1: Oh, Atlanta's got a great comedy scene.
0: In Atlanta. Yes. A lot of improv, a lot of stand-up, a lot of
1: sketch. Laughing Skull, p- Comedy Lounge, a lot of great places there. Uh,
0: she mentions that in our interview yeah. today. And uh, do you know uh, the uh, Buttercream Dream? Another comedian out at Atlanta. He's no. a southern boy who does some funny southern characters, including one guy. You would appreciate this because that's his wrestling name, and he wears a belt over his shoulder every time <laughs> he does a video. <laughs> the Buttercream Dream. It's very entertaining. So uh, she will be stopping by later in the show. Uh, what else we got? We got the entertainment news. We got your phone calls. We got so much. But I, I neglected to introduce myself. In case you're new to the program, it's called The Ralph Report. And I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, sitting here in the Batcave with me. However, is the vice host himself? Please welcome Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody! Yo ho, Eddie. Yo ho, indeed. I think you're gonna like today's show, kids. In fact, stock guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> Before we get into the show itself, I did want to mention this because I got an interesting email from. Uh, listener julie the uh, sexy librarian oh yeah julie sent me an email more it was more of a uh, a photo than it was an email easy wasn't one of those kind of photos sadly <laughs>
1: you said sexy
0: yeah, she is sexy i know but she didn't send me a sexy photo she sent me a uh, a meme instead well you should love that you're the king I'm, of memes i love a
1: good meme or you're, gif or gif
0: you're the you're the meme king This should be a new netflix miniseries <laughs> documentary on your meme life meme king called the meme king it's just easier to communicate eddie cannot go three texts in exchange (laughs) without a meme or uh three tweets without a meme i love a good meme there will be a meme and she sent me one with a question regarding it whether there was any truth to it or not it's regarding my hometown, Eddie. Do you have any? Do you happen to know what my hometown is? What city I was uh, born and raised yes. in? Yes,
1: there was a Thai football game there that happened yesterday. I don't think
0: that's the or name Sunday. of the city at all. I don't think it's c- it's called Thai Football Land. I don't think it's called Thai Footballville. Uh, I think it's got a proper name. Philadelphia. I'm sorry, what? Philadelphia. Was it? Philadelphia. <laughs> I do. I haven't been back now in a long time. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah, usually I go at least once or twice a year, but I haven't been there since uh, 2019. Yeah, same with Myrtle Beach for me, man. I miss it. I miss anyway, Myrtle Beach. the meme she sent was something that humorously said Philly slang. And then the uh, the assumption in this meme was that one phrase in Philadelphia can be substituted for a great many phrases. Oh. Uh. So I thought I would take this opportunity to teach everyone a little something about how we communicate in the city of Philadelphia. Okay. The two-word phrase that is used in Philadelphia, according to this meme, to mean a great many things, depending on how it's said, is you good. You good. You, Y-O-U. Good. Good. Okay. And according to the meme, she was wondering if there's any truth in this. It can mean, are you okay? It could mean, you're okay. It could mean, how have you been? It can mean, did you get enough? It could mean you're welcome. It could mean stop talking to me. It could mean no need to say sorry. It could also mean you need some money. Do you need some money? Now, she said, is that true that that one phrase is used to convey all of those different sentiments? And I can absolutely confirm that
1: that is the case. Yeah. I don't know. that. Is that just a Philly thing? That seems like a little more widespread than that. Like I've said, you good. Yeah. But you good? You have, good have you used it to mean eight different
0: things in your life? I don't think that many. Well, that's what I'm saying. It is unique to Philadelphia that we use it in a great many circumstances. And just depending on inflection and circumstances and context, it can mean something completely different. Mm. So I'm going to teach you guys a little uh, little Philadelphia slang. I'm going to get my Philly accent going. And I'm going to teach you how to say all these things by using just the words you and good. Okay. Here we go. So first off is are you okay? And everyone uses it for that. Yeah. You you good? You good. You good? We're good. It's All good. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next one, you are okay. It's a statement. It's not a question. The you good means are you okay? But if you want to tell someone, stop your belly aching. Like we heard this a lot as a kid. If you fell right. and you got up and you thought you were hurt, your parents would look at you and go, You good. Yeah. It means you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. So you good? You good. You can sometimes use them back-to-back. When the kid falls, you go, yo, you good? Ah, you're good. So it means both are you okay and you are okay. Okay. How have you been? Here's how you use that uh, phrase to uh, signify this. You good? That means when you haven't seen somebody in a while, you see them at the bar, you go, yo, Tommy, you good? It means how you been? Okay. Did you get enough? That's often used at mealtime. So yeah. when you are passing around the pot roast or the uh, the yams or whatever you are eating, the bowl the bowl goes by and you see somebody with an empty plate. You go, yo, you good? That means you need more food. Uh, you are welcome. So I'll, I need your help in this one. If you could help me out with this one, okay. Uh, just say thanks to okay. me. Thanks. You are good. That means you are welcome. Well, you are welcome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now stop talking to me so i want you to talk about something that i don't want to hear about okay just okay. launch into it and i'll
1: stop you with you good so i was clipping my fingernails last night and i got this little hangnail thing that hey just...
0: hey you're good
1: that means stop talking i don't want to hear anymore <laughs> from you
0: okay um
1: but I, I do have this little hangnail thing that's really bothering hey me. hey
0: yeah. you're good you're good that hurts um no need to say sorry. It's a very useful one. So, uh, I want you to apologize for something you did to me. You hurt my feelings. Whatever. Look,
1: I, I am so sorry. Ah, you're good. That means no, you, know, you don't have to go <laughs> any right. further. Doesn't sound sincere though. You're good. It sounds like you're, you're good. Sounds like someone's going to get you back. You're good. All right. It doesn't sound like you're sincere.
0: And then lastly, do you need some money? So, uh, we're going out <laughs> to the bar, right? And we're, you know, we're, yeah. it's your turn to buy, buy the next round. Uh-huh.
1: And so you say, I'm going to go get some more beers. I'm going to get some more beers. Hey, you good? Actually, no, I could use some money (sighs) if you give me some money.
0: You're good. (laughs) (laughs) See how useful that is? Absolutely
1: perfect. So there
0: you go. Philadelphia slang. A little lesson in Philadelphia slang. Next time you're in the city of brotherly love, you can uh, drop that on somebody. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) In the city of. (laughs) Hello.
1: You're good with that song, for sure. You're good. Oh, yeah. You're good. You're good with that song. You're good. <laughs> Meaning I don't want to hear
0: any more from you. You're good. Yeah. So uh, thank you for sending that in, Julie. And absolutely, yes, that's the way I, I talked back in the day. Wow. And I haven't had a chance to drop some you goods on anybody in a long time. Because other people in cities where they actually communicate using the English language, you have to express yourself. Right.
1: Well, you guys like to economize your vocabulary. We do,
0: because we're very busy.
1: we got things to do. See? See? I know I know about that. You good.
0: All right, let's turn our attention to other members of the Garmy and what they've contributed to today's show. Starting with the voicemails, so many people. By the way, if you want to drop me an email like Julie did, you can send an email to me at Ralph at the RalphReport.com, or if you want to reach out to the vice host, Eddie at the Ralphreport.com, Steve Ashton. If you've got a question for him, Steve at the com. or you can do what many folks choose to do which is leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. It is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're welcome to leave your thoughts, your feelings, your comments, your questions. Just got to dial up the phone number, 1-833-
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ralph.
1: You good? You're good.
0: Um, <laughs> and then I listen to them all here in the Batcave. And then I grab a handful that uh, catch my attention, and we put him here in a segment called Garmy on the Line.
3: The telephone is
1: ringing.
3: The Garmy's on the line. We're gonna play your calls now. And see what's on your mind.
0: Blah, 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 blah. We have been featuring failed cover songs, something we've been referring to as one-hit blunders, where a band will play a song made popular by another artist and do it just, a, just do it no service whatsoever. Just shit all over it. This call came in.
4: Hey, Ralph. I have a bad cover. There's a band called Filter, and they did a cover of Happy Together from The Turtles. I know. So the movie Stepfather and this song is fucking horrendous.
0: All right, be <laughs> all right. Thanks. <laughs> Filter. If I'm not mistaken, I believe the lead singer. I think maybe this was at one time. I don't know if it's still the case. I believe the lead singer of Filter is the brother of Robert Patrick, the actor who played the T uh, three Terminator in Terminator. Yeah, I 2. didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. believe that they're brothers. Anyway, you know the Turtle song "Happy Together," right? Yeah. Everybody's heard that. Just yeah, yeah, a little yeah. uh, reminder in case you're not familiar.
3: I can't see me
0: qualifies as a happy hit. Yeah. Happy little song from the 60s. So Filter covered it for the soundtrack of the movie The Stepfather with a, uh, <laughs> a significantly more sinister tone to it. Here's a little bit of Filter's one-hit blunder.
3: If I should call you up Investor And you say you belong to me And he's my man. So happy to get-
0: Now you're just being arbitrary. Now you're just trying to (laughs) be too cool for school. Oh, that's terrible. That's a stinker. Hey, Maggie called. She's a member of the Garmin. Hey, Maggie. And let me say this about you guys. Uh, Being a a recipient of your kindness and your support regularly, I know this to be a fact, and Eddie can attest to this as well. You guys are uh, remarkably kind and uh, open-hearted and supportive, not only of those of us connected to producing the show, but with each other. You truly are a community. We family, as it's been said before yes. about the Garmy. Maggie is someone who needs your help. And I'm not asking for any money. I'm not asking for you to, uh, send, to a, send to a GoFundMe page. However, she's just at her wits end like a lot of parents mm. are. And she was reaching out just for some support.
4: Hey boys, it's Maggie here, your friendly three star from Everett. Um, I need your help, I need the Garmy's help. I am struggling with remote learning for my kids. It is so damn hard. I've got one kid with ADHD who is just, it's such a struggle to get her to focus, even with medicine, even with doctors, even with everything, it's so hard to get her to focus. I've got another kid. He is eight. And in second grade, he has daily meltdowns over just hating that he has to learn school in his living room and hating that he can't see his friends. And, you know, just, it's, it's so rough, man. Like I have not had one single good day of remote learning since this, you know, since it started. We're in what our third, fourth week now. And it's a nightmare. And I just need to know I'm not alone. I, I need to know that the struggle is real for other parents out there because my God, I am having such a hard time with it. And I work, you know, at a grocery store no less, so my life is stressful. And I, you know, I, I don't get home until eleven thirty every single night and have to get myself to bed at a decent time. And then wake up early to get the kids going. And it's just this repeated cycle of just, I don't, I don't sleep. I have to get the kids through school. I have to go to work and I am struggling because it's really fucking hard. And I just want to know that I'm not alone because it really feels like I am sometimes. And we're making the best of it. You know, we all are, but I, I don't know what else to do except to just reach out and say, help me. Help me figure it out, please. Um, on another note, I'm so glad to know that everybody's okay. I was genuinely, truly worried for you and said a lot of prayers. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that my boys are all right because I was terrified to think that anything could have happened to you. Anyways, I love you and I mean it. Bye.
0: Maggie's at the end of her rope. Oh, Maggie, and she's right. It's just the beginning of the school year. Uh, you know. Breaks my heart to hear her suffering like that. Now, she, Maggie didn't mention if there is a, a dad involved in the picture or, or how you're handling uh, child care when you're going off to work and your kids are, uh, are not doing well in a virtual school environment. And Eddie, I know you, you're going through this. Yeah. Colton's having to learn yeah. virtually. Uh, Livia, when she's here, you know, I split time with Carrie now in the two houses, but when she's here, she has to do virtual learning as well. And it is a hell of a responsibility to try to be a parent and also be a teacher at the same time and get them on the, on the same page, yeah,
1: especially know? two young ones like that. That's just, I mean, that's rough. Ruff, rough. So
0: Maggie, I don't know what to tell you, kid. Um, and you didn't leave any contact info and I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, give anything out, out of school. So folks, if you have any advice for Maggie or if you just want to reach out with some support, just leave your comment in the, uh, Patreon. Comment section of this posting yeah. of this podcast today. and uh, Maggie, take a look there. I'm sure people from the garmin will be reaching out and maybe you can connect up with somebody who can give you some tips, give you some ideas. I've just got the one kid and and i I'm super lucky because she's sort of very self motivated yeah. and she's a pretty good student virtually. so it hasn't been too much of a struggle, but even in that circumstances. I spend hours a day helping her with projects and helping her get her reports together and things like that. And I've got it easy, and it's
1: already yeah. taxing. And you're second-guessing, you know? too. Like, are they really getting the education they need to be getting right now, so the socializing part of it? My son hasn't seen another kid since March. Wow. So you're like, how how is this affecting him? Well, saying, he Ma- sees you. He sees me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a large child. You are very much a large child. But it's, I I get you, Maggie. It's t- we're all going through it in different ways, but we're all we're all in it together and we're all going through it so we can all sympathize with each other and help each other out so i think
0: do me a solid leave a little love for maggie in the comment section of the uh the patreon link that i send out that carries the show here and maggie go and read and and know you are not alone and there's other people out there who are going through the same thing and i know it's hard especially when you're a working mom but we will get through this i guarantee all right. Stop I promise you, it is dark now, but uh, it will get better. It has to get better. Yes. That's the only place it can go. Right. Yeah. So, thinking of you, Maggie, uh, Andy called in. He had a question for where did
2: it come from? Hey, Ralph. Yo, hello, lady. Andy from the OC, two star general. Uh,
4: my, my daughter's doing swimming and uh, got an ear infection. Mm. And as I was putting the eardrops in her ear, she was reading the the bag that it came in and she said what does rx stand for and i don't think i've ever actually thought about that i've seen it my whole life rx for prescriptions
2: but what does that mean i don't know i'm hoping you can tell me thanks
0: rx on prescriptions and on pharmacy signs and on prescription pads rx yeah. what the hell does that mean i don't know where's it come from no idea
3: where did it come from where did it go where did it come from we well, want to know where did it come from Say It ain't so where did it come from now fucking will
0: know well there are a couple different schools of thought on this all they know is it's been used as long as there have been Now, pharmacies, but prior to that, apothecaries, as they were Ah, known. Apothecaries, yes. It was always used (laughs) as a sign or symbol to signify medicines available here. Uh. Did you know the earliest prescriptions, Eddie, were etched on a clay tablet that they found in Mesopotamia that dates around twenty hundred BC? Really? You had to get a prescription even back then? Even then. What a pain in the ass. You had to go to your Mesopotamian doctor back in... 2100 B.C. and
1: get a script for I just, something. I need some more Vicodin.
0: And then, yeah, what could have been at that time? A leaf? <laughs> what were you getting from the guy? All right, here, here's, a, here's a vial of water. Some berries. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the uh, drugs. first drugstores were established in the ancient city of Baghdad in the 8th century wow. A.D. So it's been around a long time. And according to sources, R.X. is derived from the Latin word for Recipe. And it's an abbreviation of that word, and originally recipe meant take thou. It meant this is something you should take.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: another alternative theory is that the RX symbol evolved from the eye of Horus. Uh, what? What? The eye of Horus. What is that? Which is an Egyptian symbol which was associated with medicine and healing powers. Ah. And it's an eye that has a long line coming out that kind of curls over.
1: Oh, I think it's. And if you
0: look at the eye, if you take the pupil of the eye out and you look at that long line, it looks like the letter R, basically, Mm. with a little curly Q at the end, perhaps meaning uh, the crossing or the X at the bottom of that R. So there you go, Andy. It's the best I could come up with. It's either from the ancient uh, Latin or the ancient Egyptian. But either way, it's been around for a long time and that's where it comes from where did it come from where did it go where did it come from where you want to know where did it come from so. where did it come from
3: fucking all
0: right you didn't know the eye of a if i had said the eye of agamotto would you know oh that absolutely is? yeah yes. see that's what i was thinking yeah because that makes sense yeah because it comes from a goddamn marvel movie <laughs> that's why he knows that <laughs> and we've also been featuring upbeat songs, things to get you going. Maggie, listen to this song. Maybe it'll help you get going in the morning there. they're calling. We're calling them happy hits, and Jonathan called in for a happy hit. And it just absolutely by coincidence happens to be his birthday, but it's not why he mm. is requesting his happy hit, because he knows full well right. we do not acknowledge birthdays here on The Ralph Report. Hey, Ralph. Jonathan from
4: Irvine here. I'm calling for... Not my birthday on the 29th. I'm calling for a happy hit. Good. Uh I think it applies now more than ever with COVID quarantine. Not applying to my 30th birthday coming up where I thought I would be married with a family at this point. 30? But Oof. COVID reminded us that life doesn't always end up how you want it to go. So, yeah, my happy hit. Is dancing with myself by Billy Idol. Is that a metaphor for something? I don't know. But love you, mean it. Bye.
0: First of all, Jonathan, I'm not going to wish you happy birthday because that's no. not done here, and we I'm hoping hope you're not expecting that. However, I will say you turn to 30 and you're panicked because <laughs> you don't have a wife and kids yet. But you calm right the fuck down, Jonathan. <laughs> what is this? 1943? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Got plenty of life to live. Plenty of time. Yet to go. Plenty of time. As far as Dancing with Yourself by Billy Idol, I always assumed that was a euphemism for masturbation. It's not? It isn't. Really? Imagine my surprise. Shocking. The song is actually about dancing with yourself. Really? Yes. It came out of the punk band that uh, Billy was the frontman for before he went solo called Generation X, and they were touring in Japan. And they were performing in front of a, uh, a a crowd at a Tokyo dance club, a discotheque. And they saw the people in the crowd had turned to the walled mirrors and were dancing with themselves in the mirror with their mirror image hmm. and ignoring the other dancers that were with them. Can you imagine? That's disappointing. Very much so. <laughs> So they were looking at, they were like, yeah, what's that? what's that all about? And they were literally dancing with themselves. Wow. So it, uh, it had Billy Idol and his bassist Tony James thinking about the phenomenon of how people would prefer to look in the mirror and dance with themselves. And kind of th- masturbating in a I way. I guess so, in a way. A social masturbation, if you will. <laughs> anyway, it led to a great song that absolutely is a happy hit. Here you go, Jonathan. I would say happy birthday if we were that kind of show, but we're not. Billy Idol's Dancing with Myself.
3: Go, go! Oh, with the record selection and the mirror's reflection, I'm a dancing on with myself. When there's no one else inside think the crowded, lonely night. Well, I wait so long for my love vibration, and I'm dancing on with myself. Oh, oh. Dancing all with myself. Oh, oh. Dancing oh, oh. all dancin with myself. When there's nothing to lose and there's nothing to With myself, so let's sink another drink. Cause it'll give me time to think. If I have a chance, I'd have a woman to dance, and I'll be dancing with myself. i dancing with myself.
0: I have been known to dance around the house to that song. <laughs> by
1: <myself>. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> yes.
0: That and Xanadu by Olivia <laughs> Newton-John are my two go to. Hey, Alexa, play that. <laughs> and then um, next thing I know, I'm just if I got work to do or if I got to like empty the. Uh... Oh, oh, Alexa's no. talking to me. Shut
1: up. I'm doing a podcast. Man, she's rude.
0: Um. Yeah, if I have to, if really? I have to, like empty the dishwasher, or I need to do some chores. Stone cold sober, or you got to have a oh, couple. No. of no, stone, stone cold sober, sober. man. Wow, man, that's oh. a motivator. Good
1: that's, to know. Good choice. I'll no, never
0: not think of that. <laughs> good choice. I won't <laughs> tell you if I am dressed or not either. Uh, good choice, Jonathan. Well done. Thanks to everybody who called in today. Truly appreciate it. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but you know what you got to do. You got to call me. All now it's time to take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. It has on it every single holiday associated with every single day of the calendar year. You'd be surprised to know there are multiple holidays that are ascribed to each day of the year. And we're here to break them down into acceptable ones and ones that we reject in a segment called Holiday. Or holiday, Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate. Ralph Garman. Eddie Pence, happy Michaelmas. Michael what? Michaelmas. Michaelmas? Michaelmas. What's that? It is... Michaelmas. St. Michael's Day. Oh. The feast of St. Michael and all the angels. Oh, like Christmas, but Michaelmas. Exactly. Gotcha. It is referred to in the UK as Michaelmas. Mm-hmm. And it is one of their quarter days. Oh, really? They break their year up into quarters.
1: Oh, it happens right around the uh, the equinox. Exactly. Ah. First quarter
0: day of the year is uh, March 25th, which is uh, Lady Day. Lady Day. Then Midsummer is June 24th. Then Michaelmas is 29th of September, and then Christmas is the 25th of December. And so that's how they break up their year. But this goes way, way back. So Michaelmas Eve. Uh, I don't think so. Just St. Michael's Day. Oh, okay. Michael was the archangel, Eddie Pence, oh. who hurled Lucifer down from heaven because of his treachery. Oh. You know, Lucifer is the fallen angel. right? He's the bouncer that kicked him out. Michael was the guy in charge of uh, kicking him out of heaven. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I can't imagine they had a very good really? relationship but after that. But this Michael guy's got to be buff, I would imagine. I can imagine. Well, he is. Tell the, us out Lucifer. He's the patron saint Of uh, police officers and military personnel. Okay. As well as paratroopers, mariners, and grocers and bakers as well, which is a little odd. (laughs) Well, he had a hobby. That's good. I (laughs) suppose. When he wasn't throwing angels around, (laughs) he liked to bake. He liked to bake, indeed. (laughs) It's also called Goose Day, Eddie Pence. Goose Day? Goose Day. Why is that? Uh, Reportedly, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth I, Mm -hmm. upon hearing the defeat of the Armada by her. Uh, Navy was dining on goose at the time and resolved it to eat it every Michaelmas day. Okay. So it became a tradition. And so it is known as goose day in the UK. And it is said, Eddie Pence, if you eat a ga- a well-fattened goose on goose day, yeah, the saying goes, eat a goose on Michaelmas day want not for money all the year. Hmm. which doesn't rhyme no but it's a saying and if you eat a goose on michael miss you will be uh, rich wealthy yes okay so i don't think that's true i think your plan for the day should be well i wish i'd known go get yourself some goose i would have got a goose today the day is early go out get a goose eat it up <laughs> and you'll be rich i need money today is also world heart day world heart day mm. What what you're you're groaning what, at heart? What, what does
1: it mean? Like health care sort of thing? Yes. Like, heart association. Be, a, be aware of heart disease. Okay. And stroke or prevention. Least, okay.
0: Do stuff that's good for your heart. Call it Healthy Heart Day. Ex Exer- Heart Day. Exercise. Eat right. Do all the things you're supposed to do. So many of us uh, pay no attention to our hearts until all of a sudden it's grabbing us by the throat and shaking us and saying, "Yo, asshole! Well, I'm, yeah. I'm attacking you." <laughs> It's literally called a heart attack. You your never, heart will attack you at you, some point. You never
1: think of it. No. Because you, it's there all the time, just beating. Yeah. That's the
0: worst thing could have happened to me. When Kevin Smith had his heart attack, I was so rattled. I immediately went to my doctor and said, you got to hook me up with a stress <laughs> test. I need to Give know. Give me everything. I need to know how much time I have left. And so they hooked me up on the treadmill and they shoot the die into your veins, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and they do the whole nine yards. And they were like, yeah, you're in good shape. Your arteries are clear. And I was like, oh, boy. That's like giving me permission to go off and just be (laughs) even even stupider than I am now.
1: Well, the problem is most of those tests, it's just a snapshot in time. So you're not getting the entire picture. You're just getting that snapshot when they stress your heart at that time. You could have underlying issues you don't know about. Yeah, but the That's dye, the the
0: dye shows how much flow you're getting through yeah. your your arteries and your veins. So if they don't see any
1: blockages or narrowing, it's a pretty good indicator mm-hmm. of how your blood flow is operating. Yeah. What are you saying? What are you trying I'm to say? I'm just saying when you get these tests done, most of the time it's just a snapshot of that moment where you're like, oh, you look healthy now.
0: But Oh, we, I see what you're saying. You you're know, saying since
1: then I could have just, uh, or there could be underlying health issues you don't know about, some I minor need, heart defects you never notice are there. Could be getting some cock in my uh, in my get, arteries get there, clogging things up. Is that what you're saying? You get your cocked all cocked up. So
0: do what you're supposed to do for your heart: eat right, and exercise, and don't drink, don't smoke, don't do any of that stuff. Are that you it, supposed to drink? That Isn't that, that supposed to that thin that your blood I and make you healthier? It changes every day. I know. You look at Yahoo News or whatever your news source online. It's like doctors say. 14 glasses of wine a day will keep you from ever having a heart attack. I don't
1: think it's ever been that many. And then the
0: next day, they say, well, doctors in France have proven that if you the smell smallest wine. amount of alcohol will cause your arteries to collapse upon themselves. <laughs> Same with coffee and chocolate. Every day, it's a different uh, read yeah. on these things. Just, just everything in moderation. Be- I say all things in excess. <laughs> just live your <laughs> no, life. Live your not. life until you explode like one of those fallen trees that the president talked about that starts forest Catch fires. Catch fires. That's right. <laughs> it's also national vfw day vfw are you familiar with the vfw halls the vfw centers? i've been to a couple of
1: wrestling shows at VFWs. i'm sure you have they are so fun oh my god
0: i can't imagine anything oh my god they're so worse fun. than low rent wrestling oh it's the professional best professional wrestling has very little appeal for me what happens on like the c and d level wrestling you're part circus? of the show when it's I that small Want to be part of the it's show. amazing I want to be. You away have from to go to a small VFW hall. Uh, it turns out I don't. <laughs> Do you know what VFW stands for? Veterans of Foreign Wars. Eddie Pence, everyone. Eddie Pence. Thank you. For a bonus points.
1: <clears throat> I've also done stand up at VFW halls. Oh, that's got to be a good time. So that's good times, too. Yeah. Just
0: uh, VFW halls and uh, burger restaurants. <laughs> you have had quite a <laughs> the that's list beauty.
1: of venues that you have performed at. That's the beauty of Santa Connie. Wherever they can put a microphone, they'll do a show. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, Not anymore, but no, it
0: used to be. The old days. Anyway, VFW. VFW, on 29th of September, we honor the men and women devoted to this valuable organization and those members who have served our nation. Not only do they uh, help out the veterans and the families of veterans, but they also have a long-standing history of volunteerism in their communities. And they do a lot of great stuff by sponsoring scholarships and they have career fairs. They do mental wellness campaigns. So many excellent services come out of the VFW associations around this great country of ours. So we thank them for their service. This was all started the VFW, by the way, on this day back in 1899 by a group of veterans from the Spanish-American War. And they started it up way back there at the turn of the century, and it's been going strong ever since. So a salute to all the VFW yes, holes tip of the cap. around the world. It's also National Coffee Day, Eddie Pence. Okay. I didn't even make this the food of the day because I know how you feel. <laughs> I, I like to drink it fast, so I, I get energy, but I can't stand
1: it. I like the caffeine, but the taste of it sucks balls. Coffee is God's gift it's to man. the worst tasting shit you can put in your mouth. It is. It's awful. It is the
4: nectar love the of the gods.
0: It, I, it flows down upon the earth from you, Mount Olympus, and I open my mouth willingly, saying, fill my mouth with your juices,
1: gods. That's what I say. That's what Michael Mass likes to do. That's right. Um, you actually would like it if you didn't get the caffeine in it and you drink coffee just for the taste of it? I, Eddie, I
0: drink it by the pot. How, how could I do that if I didn't Because I can drink coffee, flavor? but I,
1: I solely drink it for the effect it has. Oh, no. Not for its taste, because its how taste about, is awful. How about
0: the aroma? When you open up a fresh huh. bag of beans or like a, a jar of ground coffee.
1: It smells like my dad's breath. Oh, my God. Coffee smell smells like my dad's breath that in the morning. smells so good. Then beer smells like his breath at night. <laughs> Wow, you have so much therapy (laughs) still ahead of you. There's so much to unpack at some (laughs) point. You get triggered (laughs) by so many things. You open up one schema, it opens up another one. You have no idea what's going to happen. According to the experts, Eddie, professional coffee tasters, by the way, which
0: are known as cuppers. Did you know that? I didn't know that. The cuppers say there are four components to a perfect cup of coffee. One, aroma, Mm -hmm. that we talked about. Two, the flavor, which we also talked about. Then the body of the coffee, it's almost like cut, color, and clarity sort of thing with a diamond. Sort of, oh, yeah. The body of the coffee is how thick is it? You know, how much, how much the do you water want it to be thick. The water to the bean ratio is when you're making a cup of coffee. You want like syrupy coffee? No, you don't want it syrupy. But there's a difference. There's some thicker coffees and some lighter coffees. Okay. And then the acidity of the coffee is mm. the fourth uh, deciding factor as to whether a cup of coffee is good or okay. not. Okay. I grind my own beans every morning. Oh, do you? I do. Yeah, I do. I, I buy a bag of whole beans and I grind it fresh to get the most bang for do? my
1: coffee buck. Does that cut down the acidity? It uh it What does grinding your own coffee beans it do? It
0: ensures
1: the freshness mm-hmm. of the grounds.
0: Okay. So that when I make my coffee I get the fullest flavor and aroma and
1: and, and body vacuum to, uh, packing doesn't do that? You get a vacuum packed.
0: It's pre-ground. You're already changing the nature of the bean. No matter how much you 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 know you seal it and you send it out in a jar or or a can, you're still you're affecting the process. That once you break the bean
1: down, it's already starting to. Uh, and, and you're a black coffee drinker. Oh yeah. Straight don't put black. nothing
0: in it. Just give it to. See me. when
1: I drink it, it's black for me. I don't put anything in it, yeah. but I don't like drinking. Hot and black, <laughs> in my mouth. So happy coffee
0: day, everybody. <laughs> I'm all about the coffee. And speaking of coffee Uh and speaking of the food of the day, they go hand in hand. As you know, at this point, what we'd like to do is find a food that is being celebrated via a holiday on this day, the 29th. And then we run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something that he would eat or perhaps stick up his ass and then pull out of his ass. There's only one way for us to find that out. We talk about the food. Then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If that jackpot does arrive, that means Eddie's eating it. However, if the reels are mismatched and then it's just uh, sadness and it's like Michael miss without a goose is what it's like. (laughs) And to the reason I say today's food goes hand in hand with coffee, because if you are, uh, if you're an Italian descent or you've ever been to Italy or you just like Italian food, you know, all about this food we're celebrating today. It's biscotti day, Uh, biscotti. biscotti day, biscotti's come in so many flavors whether it's chocolate hazelnut or honey pistachio or uh, almond and lemon or cherry and almond. I mean, there's so many different kinds of biscotti available, but they're all basically almond-based in in creation, and they go back hundreds of years in Italian history. In fact, perhaps thousands.
3: Mm.
0: They're originally associated with the Tuscan region of Italy, and this cookie can trace its origin to the ancient Roman times when they would be the food given to the roman legions the roman soldiers to travel with and that's originally why they are so crispy crunchy it's because they were baked twice hence their name bis from the latin word for twice and coctum which means baked which became coto or cooked So uh, biscotti means actually a lot of people think it means biscuit, but it doesn't. It means twice cooked. It Mm -hmm. is a it's a cookie that is cooked once and then cooked again. So it is super crispy. And originally, because it was so crispy, it's always been intended to be dunked. Now we tend to dunk it in coffee. But originally in Tuscany, they would serve them with their local sweet wine. So after a meal, you would take the cookie and you would dip it into the wine, which made the cookie then softer and you could eat it. And that's what they did. But now these days, you can see it mostly in coffee shops. Hell, if you go to a Starbucks, they got biscotti there. Mm-hmm. It is made from uh, almonds, flour, sugar, eggs without any form of yeast or fat. That's why they're so crunchy and crispy. And then they're cut into that very famous um, shape. It looks like uh, almost slices of a thin loaf. They're yeah. like finger-shaped at the end. So biscotti. One of the great cookies, man, I love that. What a good cup of coffee. Dip it right in that coffee. Oh, it softens all up. Mm. But it's not about me. It's always about Eddie Pence. No one cares about what I'm going to eat. It's always what's <laughs> Eddie going You're going to tell gonna us eat. anyway. That's true. <laughs> I don't really keep it a secret when I like something. And I tend to like most things. You do. However, Eddie Pence, that's the question mark. Is he enjoying a nice biscotti? Let's find out. We'll pull the handle. Here we go. One biscotti, two
1: biscotti, oh my god! They're too dry and hard. I just told you they're built to be dipped. Then why? Dunk dunk your biscotti. Cut out the middleman and cook the thing one time. Why? Why does it have to be cooked twice? Because that's how it's made. I get it for back then when the soldiers had to go hiking and you didn't want the thing to get stale or whatever. you, You cook it, but now. That's not happening. Just cook it once, make it a nice soft cookie, and I'll eat it. You're supposed to dunk it. It's meant to be dunked. Why? You, why do you dunk it? To soften it up. Why do you dunk chocolate chip cookies in milk? No,
0: you don't. you don't, I you're do not, not a dunker. You're not I a cookie dunker dunk of dunk any cookies. kind. I do not dunk cookies. You don't dunk an, an Oreo nope. in ice cold milk. Nope. You're a goddamn <laughs> Satanist. I don't. I do not dunk my You're cookies. You're not a cookie
1: dunker? No, hell no. That's half the fun. No, it's not. Even it, it, as a kid, you didn't dunk No, cookies? it causes a mess, and then you get all that cookie schmeg at the bottom of your milk glass, and you go that's to drink the, your milk. That's and then the it dessert just, at the end of the milk. No. And then your mind starts going, okay, was this really in here before I poured the milk? Is this something that came from the factory, the milk factory? <laughs> like, is this part of the cookie schmeg, or is these cockroach legs? I don't know. I see. I see where I don't, the fear like, lies no. now. I don't want lumps in my milk. But it makes the cookie
0: Mm-mm. soft and full of milk. They just
1: don't cook it till it gets so friggin' hard. I don't understand. Why? Let's let's overcook it so we have to make it softer again to eat it.
0: I could tell you right now, I'm going to start dipping my biscotti in wine. That sounds like an awesome combination <laughs> that I wasn't even aware of until this segment. That sounds awesome. There you go. Wine-soaked
1: cookies? You learned
0: something. Oh, my God. That no, sounds thank so you, good.:
1: though. Oh, biscotti.
0: You just I'm insulted scuddy. all of our Italian listeners. Now we're screaming, <laughs> raging. At I'm you. sure
1: I've pissed them off before.
0: Hey, this. Hey, what's the matter? How come you don't know like our cookies? They're so good. They no. come from a Tuscan, and you know like. I'm gonna give you what's a for. It's too stale, man. It's not too stale. stale. It's not stale. It's, it's cooked. Too, it's twice cooked. They, which don't makes leave, it stale. they don't leave
1: it out. They so might as well. Hard. That's what it tastes like. You cut your gum, biting into the thing. Uh, I'm gonna cut your gum. I want cut gum. <laughs> Sorry, Italy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's today's holiday or holiday.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, I'm a like a nicer biscotti.
1: Just twice cook it for He's no so good. It's so stupid.
0: Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are... That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Roth Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, let's take a look at all the entertainment news now with a segment I call The Showbiz Beat. Well, we haven't really talked much about this uh, phenomenon that Cardi B's got going on. Are you familiar with her new hit song? Wap. Oh, yeah. wap. Yeah. wap. Grab the kids. Cover <laughs> their ears. It stands for wet-ass pussy. Yes. And that is the uh, the lyrics to the song. Have you seen the video? I have seen the yes. video. Yes, it is very uh, visual. sexualized and visual. <laughs> have you heard the uh, cleaned up for radio version? Gushy, right? Wet
1: and gushy. Wet and gushy, yeah.
0: Which, by the way, <laughs> W-A-P, wet and gushy, I'm calling shenanigans. I almost like the P word better than the gushy word. Yeah, it sounds weird. Yeah. Anyway, if you're not familiar with the song, here's a little taste. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Pussy.
1: pussy. Yeah. I think she sings culture to bed at night with that
0: song. She's <laughs> rocking her kid to sleep with wet ass <laughs> pussy. <laughs> you can say this about Cardi B, but she's not one to miss out on an opportunity to cash in. No. And so it turns out yesterday it was revealed that she is trying to get WAP certified at the trademark office. Oh, okay. She has plans, Eddie Pence, for a ton of WAP merchandise. Oh, God. Is this a bit juicy all over again? I think so. She wants to put it on clothing, mm. on headwear, according to the list that she filed, uh, footwear, athletic bags, purses, jewelry. Now, this is where I have a problem. What? She also filed for <laughs> WAP trademarks for beer, sports drinks, soft drinks, fruit juices, mineral water, and malt liquor beverages. I'm not sure if I want to crack open a can of wet-ass pussy and drink that on a on a hot summer's day. <laughs> Toss me a wet-ass pussy. Oh, I'm so parched. What do you got? <laughs> oh, I got a can of wet-ass pussy here if you'd like to guzzle that down. Just tap that keg of WAP. Oh, yeah. Nothing better than a frosty mug of uh, wet-ass no. pussy. I'll tell you that much. And how are Maxi Pads not on the list? Good point. Hmm? She also wants to introduce a uh, line of water-resistant products, which <laughs> makes sense. Uh, umbrellas rain ponchos spandex sports bras and biker shorts wow but you're right absolutely there should be uh tampons you would or, think uh, maxi pads at least or some kind some adult some adult diaper perhaps Wet right, ass, depends wet, wet ass pussy diapers oh, man come in handy so i wish her all the best me too because she is one of my favorite people <laughs> wet ass pussy beer <laughs> just can't see it um this phenomenon now where every musical artist has to have a documentary or a biopic made about their life. Yeah. It needs to stop. It's the Queen phenomenon. Right? Yeah. And also um, Rocketman. Rocketman. The huge success of the uh, Elton John film as yeah. well as the Queen version with Freddie Mercury. Now, every singer, songwriter, anyone who's ever put lips to a microphone is now getting a movie about themselves. This, my head exploded when I read this. Uh, Sony Pictures Television has announced they finally have the global distribution rights to a new documentary called Who You Gonna Call that chronicles the life of Ray Parker Jr. What? You heard me. The story, the life story of Ray Parker Jr. in a documentary. He's got Ghostbusters. And he stole that from Huey Lewis. That's it. (laughs) How what? long is this documentary? This <laughs> documentary should be on Quibi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ten minutes of how he was listening to want a new drug. <laughs>
0: can you t- tell me this is a thing that people should watch? The Ray Parker Jr. documentary. Wow. Uh, are you have you out? Are you out of people who had songs that were popular? Well, he's got one song, and it's literally even... they're calling the documentary. Who are you going to call? call? Wow. So uh, you can look forward to that coming to uh, wow. streaming service near you. Thanks to the people at Sony. Hey, uh, Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf is the latest, um, I was going to say straight star, but I don't know whether his sexual preferences are, but he's the straight, uh, he's the first main, he's another mainstream star going to OnlyFans. Oh, is he? We talked about this with uh, Bella Thorne initially. Remember, she made all that money and then people went to see her (laughs) naked and they found out she wasn't doing nudity and they got
1: furious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then they made all kinds of changes in OnlyFans, and then the porn people who were making a legitimate living off of yeah. that, they got screwed they over. Got
1: absolutely screwed.
0: So there's another mainstream actor now who's going to be on OnlyFans. Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf said uh, when you join his, um, his account over there on OnlyFans, you'll get all kinds of exclusive stuff. Uh, TV and film shoot behind-the-scene footage and personal pictures and musical performances. And he said that there may be some uh, some nudity as well. So, great. You should do this on the Patreon thing. I should. Well, you know. No, who would pay, though? Well, this kid, can, this kid's pay. a good-looking kid. they pay for your balls. I worked with Tyler. He's a good guy. We did... Um, um, forget the name of the movie. Kevin <laughs> Smith will be very happy. Yoga Hosers. Yoga, yoga, yoga hosers, hosers together. He is in that, and we hung out a bit at Sundance uh, when we premiered up there, and he's a great guy, and I wish him well. But I just don't know if See, here's the thing. When it comes to content, men and women will pay almost anything to see sexy pictures of women. Yes. It's a phenomenon. Men obviously want to see, for example, Bella Thorne naked, but women will also, fans of hers who are female fans will also log on and pay money to get exclusive content from her. I don't know if it works that way for guys. Is he well endowed? Is he gifted? I don't know anything about his penis, but he's a, certainly a handsome kid, and he's maybe
1: he's got some, you know.
0: And I know Teen Wolf picks. has a uh, huge fan base from yeah. the MTV series that he was on, so I'm wishing him well. I just don't know if he's going to get the kind of response that uh, a he female, gets a female artist,
1: thousand might get. people throwing him five bucks a pop. I, I mean that's not true. Some bad change, not extra bad change. at all. You
0: know, the more we hear about Chadwick Boseman. In, in retrospect, now that he's passed away, the more you realize what a remarkable man he was. Mm. Stories keep coming out, and I was blown away by this. Uh, Sienna Miller, who co-starred with him in a movie called 21 Bridges. Did you ever see that movie? I never saw it. Check it out. It's yeah, really yeah. good.
1: It's by the Russo brothers, right?
0: Um, I don't I think be- it's the same people that did Endgame. So. Yeah, I think it is. Really? I think
1: it was. All right. You, you say so. so. I'm pretty sure. You say so. I'll I'll wear it if I'm wrong.
0: Well, why don't you now? We now you know what we got to do. Ah, damn! it. know it's. Argh. No, I'm gonna put the show on hold. We're gonna oh, look okay. this up, and then we'll Fine. get back to you. Please hold.
4: We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible.
0: And we're back. It was produced, produced. by the Rooster Brothers, directed yes. by uh, Brian Kirk, I believe the director's name I knew was. they were involved. Okay. okay. They were they were involved. Thanks. So anyway, Chadwick Boseman was also a producer on this film, and he wanted Sienna Miller to be his co-star, big fan of her work. And she was reticent to do it, not only because she had been working nonstop, but she had a daughter that was starting school, and she wanted to be there for her. So she said, I'm really not feeling it, but if they pay me X number of dollars then I'll do it because it'd be too good to, to yeah. pass up and the producers and the studio came back and said no we're not paying a female co-star that kind of money we would pay it for a star uh, Chadwick Boseman's caliber right. who had done Black Panther by right. this point but we're not paying a woman that price mm-hmm. they didn't match her, her price so Chadwick Boseman paid the difference out of his own salary to give her the number that she wanted in order to get her to say yes simply because he thought she would be right for the film wow Who in Hollywood would do that? can't imagine. Give up money out of their own pocket to ensure the success of a film that they cared about. That's crazy. He is just one of the best. 43, it's ridiculous, insane. Hey, uh, Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford has a new memoir out today. It's called Confess. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's quite spicy. Yes. He talks about his uh, time in the 90s where he spent a lot of time down near camp pendleton here in california where the marines are trained mm-hmm. and he would find a great many marines who were not necessarily uh, right. open about their sexuality don't ask don't tell and he would engage in an enormous amount of <laughs> marine sex apparently back in the day he said for a gay guy pendleton was an aladdin's cave oh, wow. alfred writes being a reference of course to the cave full of treasures that aladdin uh, found himself in there were just so many amazing male specimens there young buff guys at the height of their physical powers with my thing for men in uniform my eyes were on stalks he said wow and uh, apparently he had threesomes with the marines and one marine uh, involved his wife in the threesome with rob halford and there was just a lot of sex going on <laughs> Once the door was shut, we would go out it for hours. I'd leave there more exhausted than I've been to the gym for a workout. Oh he God. writes in his book. So, if you like, uh, if you like marine sex, oh, yeah. this sounds like the book for you. Right up your alley. By the way, he's been together with his uh, partner now for 25 years. An ex-marine named Thomas Pence. By the oh, way, oh, his last name okay, must yes. be a cousin. So I don't know if there's any relation or I'll not. I'll look him but. up. And HBO has announced they have renewed Real Time with Bill Maher through the year 20. 20- so there will be two more seasons of that show.
1: Do you watch that show at all? I catch him occasionally. Like I go back and forth with Bill Maher. Sometimes I find him a little annoying. Other times I agree with him. So.
0: I love the show yeah. because it is a weekly place where you can hear the topics of the day being intelligently debated yes. usually by some smart people with a bunch of humor injected. Yes. He gets great guests. He gets great guests. And the, the discourse, I find it always interesting and also educational yeah however i have a hard time
1: with him he turns me off a lot and then i'll the the guests i like but he'll the way sometimes he'll cut off interviews because he doesn't agree with the interview yeah and that kind of pisses me off. And I can
0: barely get through his monologue. Yes, the monologue's rough. Because almost always, when he has a joke that doesn't land, he will get legitimately angry at the audience yes. for not laughing at his joke, as if, as if it's their fault yeah. somehow. And which... you
1: know the writer's room is going to catch shit after the show, oh, too. Oh, yeah. He's just a
0: miserable bastard. Yes. But the show is entertaining, so I watch. All right, let's see who was born on this day. Celebrity birthday is September 29th. Singer Halsey is 26 years old today. 26.
3: trying you know I'll be lying saying you're the one. Ooh, ooh, that could finally fix me looking at my history I'm bad in
0: love. Zachary Levi Shazam himself mm. and Chuck as well as 40 years old today singer Jerry Lee Lewis one of the last remaining classic rock acts from the 50s how is this guy still alive <laughs> he's had Cancer like eighteen times. He's had nineteen strokes. He's got half a stomach that had to be removed. Married his fourteen-year-old cousin. He's a madman. (laughs) At eighty-five, he's still. Yeah, he survived. It's crazy. You, know, you marry one 14 year old cousin know? and people keep bringing it up
1: it's kind of hard to swallow i don't know it's a little bit that's something little you need bit. to showcase i'm just i would lead with that if that was me
0: actor ian mcshane is 78 guitarist josh farrow of paramore is 33 <laughs> Actor Chrissy Metz from This Is Us is 40. And how appropriate for this guy to have his birthday on a TV Tunes Tuesday. Mike Post, we've talked about him so many times. He's one of the great TV-themed composers of all time. He is 76 years old today. Files theme, of course, while we're talking about TV themes. The
3: Soon we'll be making the run.
0: Actor Jill Whalen is 54 years old today. She was Captain Steubing's daughter, Vicky, on oh, that show. Really? Little Vicky's 54. Actor Drake Hogeston from uh, Days of Our Lives. He played originally Roman Brady and then John Black on that show. Oh. I worked with him during my short stint on Days of Our Lives, and he was a very (laughs) nice guy. 67 years old today. Guitarist Mike Panera of Iron Butterfly is 72. Andrew Dice Clay, 63 years old today.
3: Nice, Man. Oh, 63.
0: Singer guitarist Mark Farner of Grand Funk Railroad 72. I waited for them to come to my town and help me party down, and they never, never showed did. up. Sons of bitches. They're liars. Erica Eleniak from Baywatch. Remember her? Which one was that? Oh, she was the hot one on Baywatch. They were all hot. Who wore the red swimsuit oh, and one. ran in yes. slow motion down Very the hot. beach. No, she was also in Under Siege. No, what's the, the Steven Seagal movie uh, where he's in the, He's a cook in the Navy or whatever? I think it's
1: Under Siege, isn't, isn't it? is it Under Siege? I think so. And is
0: she's a... like the girl? Is
1: that her? Yeah. Okay. All right, I don't... Okay. Come on. I believe you. How do you not
0: know your Baywatch babes? Because they all look the same to me. Red blooded American male. She's 51 today. And bassist Brad Smith of Blind Melon is 52. And I don't understand. Like that Fuck one? that song. <laughs> Fuck that song. Fuck the B girl. Fuck that whole phenomenon that we all had to be saddled with for about a year and a half. One of the low points of my life. Wow. Couldn't turn on the radio without hearing wow. that goddamn song. I didn't know
1: you hate blind melon <laughs> so much. No idea you hate a blind melon so much. Whiny bastards. Wow. That's it for today's celebrity
0: birthdays. I'm Ralph garman I walk the show <laughs> beat. And now it's time with my, no, it's not time, with my at all. It's time for my chat with Blair Erskine. If you're on Twitter a bunch like I am, you've probably run across some of her work. Damn, she makes me laugh. She's a stand-up out of Atlanta. And, of course, when the clubs closed down, she didn't have a gig, So she turned, as many comedians have done, to the Internet and started posting some very funny videos that went viral. I first saw her when she played the daughter of Jerry Falwell Jr. after the news broke that Jerry was watching his wife fuck the pool boy. And so she thought it'd be funny if the uh, daughter, in quotes, did a, a video to confront the people who were making fun of her family. And she also lets it slip that the pool boy was her boyfriend at the time, so she's not too happy about it. Here's a little bit from that video.
2: You know, everybody's making jokes, like ha ha ha. Um, Becky had sex with her daughters with pool boy. Um, guess what? I have news for you. Um, if you think that somebody hasn't watched you have sex before, then you obviously don't know our heavenly father because he watches us all. And that's why we can't be doing those crazy positions (laughs) like reverse cowgirl, upside down scuba diver and the cheek sucker, lemon head, strawberry shortcakes, because he's watching us.
0: That's right. That's why you can't do the up down scuba diver. (laughs) And she also did a a video uh, as if she was a MAGA teen doing a rap song. And if you've seen any of the real white teenagers trying to do Donald Trump MAGA raps, you know how insanely funny they are. Almost hard to parody, but she managed to. (laughs)
2: I'm a -a magazine. I'm a -a magazine. I'm here to burst your liberal spleen. Global warming is a hoax. COVID isn't real. My primary care doctor is Dr. Phil.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a huge fan and we uh, got to know each other a little bit on Twitter. She agreed to come on the show. So here's my interview with Blair Erskine. One of the upsides of this weird political climate we're living in right now is it seems to give a lot of material to some very funny people who are reaching us on the Internet. And one of them, one of my favorites, is with me right now. How are you doing, Blair?
2: (laughs) I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm so pleased to talk to you because I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. You are incredibly funny down there in Atlanta. And let's try to start from the beginning because I didn't really know much about you until I guess I was introduced to you. My favorite of all the bits that you've done is uh, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s daughter. I guess that's (laughs) the first video that I watched and sort of fell in love with you at that moment. How long have you been producing comedy and content? How long has it been going on?
2: Oh, God. Um, I've been doing stand-up for a while, and then that kind of ended this year. And so I think in March is when I started making just dumb little videos when I was bored, Um, but they didn't take off until uh, July. And I made one about the – do you remember the guy in Costco that was screaming about (laughs) feeling threatened? Yes. I made one pretending to be his wife, and uh, no one knew who I was. because I I mean, I was nobody. still am. I just – I have a lot of followers, but I'm still the same person. Nothing's changed about my life, but they didn't know who I was. And so they uh, thought I was his wife and they got really mad. And (laughs) that kind of took off from there.
0: I did see Costco guy's wife. And again, as I mentioned, uh, Jerry and Becky's daughter, and then the magazine rap that you did.
2: Oh my God. I regret that every day.
0: Why?
2: (laughs) It's going to be on the internet forever. I mean, I love it. It gets stuck in my head. but that's going to be on the internet forever. That's something I'm coming around to realizing: is that the stuff going to be there for the rest of my life?
0: You're just learning that about the internet, are you? That it sticks around I, for a while. I am. <laughs> someone, Jesus. someone should have given you a heads up.
2: I'm. I, I know. I'm suing <laughs> Mr. Internet, Bill Gates.
0: I'm a magazine. I'm a magazine. I'm here to burst your liberal no, sleeve made me it laugh out loud a
2: real video. oh my god you should see the the original
0: well i know there's plenty of them out there, there there's plenty care. of magazines <laughs> doing their songs and their reps and it's just magnificent um what is the comedy scene down there like in atlanta because it seems like there's a lot of people coming out of georgia with some very funny stuff
2: yeah atlanta's great i mean atlanta is full of talent um it's it's cool it feels like well, before this started, it felt like we were kind of at the start of becoming a bigger scene, Um, you know, on our way to becoming maybe a New York or L.A. down the road. But, yeah, it's packed full of talent and uh, the scene's pretty small. And so um, that's nice. You know, there are plenty of open mics. And then the shows are big because everyone in Atlanta, I mean, it's kind of a touristy place. People like to laugh. We have the Laughing school and Star Bar and places like that. Um, So, yeah, it was great. I mean, there are a lot of funny, funny people here. So I hope that we all make it. We're all going to make it.
0: Let's hope so. It Was it the the, <laughs> the COVID lockdown that kind of forced you into producing video content because you just couldn't get on stage?
2: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, just being inside. And uh, yeah, I wasn't really doing it before then, but I should have been.
0: You should Never have. Never thought
2: about it before this.
0: <laughs> You're great because your stuff is... You, you play it so real, and, of course, that's what makes it that much funnier because of uh, the, the way you're, you're committed to it. Uh, do you have a background in acting, or have you always sort of just been a stand-up?
2: I have a background, I would say, in acting. I mean, I was, I was a theater kid in high school, and I studied in college, and then I went into improv, as you do, and that was my way into stand-up. And so I think I, just, I, I was always one of those people who would just kind of dabble in everything, Until I found something that, you know, would stick. And this seems to be sticking.
0: I would say so. And, you know, (laughs) I realized as I was watching your stuff, and there's a couple of people coming out of Georgia. I don't know if he's a friend of yours or not, but the, uh, the Buttercream Dream.
2: Yeah, Corey. Yeah, Buttercream Dream.
0: Corey Forrester is also a funny guy that I watch online as well, and... You know, it's one thing to be here in L.A. or in New York and take shots at the current administration or uh, the people who support the president. It's it's safe here because we're we have numbers, you know, but down south, I wonder if there's any blowback or repercussions for you guys down there. (laughs)
2: Uh, I'm sure there is. That's part of the reason I don't post on Facebook, really, because that's family on Facebook. Nobody's on Twitter. Not that I mean I'm not scared of blowback. It's just you know you've had these conversations a million times with people, um, and they still don't get it. So yeah, it's I guess that is a difference. If if I were in LA, I'd probably I I mean yeah I don't I don't really think about that how you guys are still out there. But here it's like Corey and I grew up at it, and so it's so easy I guess to like internalize it and then like do these videos and make them pretty subtle just because. You know, we I it's like an easy character to tap into for us. Um, it's always just there like a bad dream. Um, <laughs> but I haven't had anybody. No one's gotten too mad at me here in Georgia yet. Lots of liberals, though, do get mad because um, they think I'm being serious. And so I get a lot of, um, even though I'm one of them, I get a lot of like death wishes, not death threats, <laughs> but just like I wish you death in my DMs.
4: <laughs>
0: Well, there's no, there's no cure for stupidity. There's no vaccine for stupidity on either side.
2: Yeah.
4: They
2: wouldn't
0: take it if they're last. That's true. They're all Um, (laughs) anti-vaccine. So what's the, um, what's the plan for you? What's the future? What would you like to do? I know you've got that show on Amazon prime that you put together a few years back, right? Yeah, I did that. That was like
2: one of the first things I did and, um, I don't know, it's it's one of the, I'm glad I finished something. It was fun to like complete a project, but um, I did that. And I don't know, I've stopped planning for the future because it seems like every time I plan something, I guess something, a, a pandemic starts, I don't know. <laughs> um, I would like to, I've always wanted to write for late night. I'd love to write for late night and, you know, do some acting, do whatever people will let me do at this point. I'm not being choosy. I'm just kind of taking what comes.
0: Well, I just it's definitely writing. I just, again, just loved everything that you're doing. And um, I'm a huge supporter and a big fan. So if I can help anywhere along the way, not that I have any power to help anybody, including myself, but <laughs> um, I, I would love to keep in touch and, and to watch your career grow and you watch uh, what happens with you. And, and maybe somewhere down along the line when people can meet face to face, if you're ever in L.A. or something, we can have you in here and we can we can talk again.
2: I would love that. I am such a fan of yours. I, the sound I made when you DM'd me, um, it was from another world. So thank you for, <laughs> for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. So cool.
0: You're very kind and very talented and very funny. And I look forward to start making some more stuff because, you know, after I watch the thing a couple times, I'm like, oh, I want to see the next one. So get to work.
2: I'll do it. I'll do that just for you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. I so appreciate
0: much. it. Bye, Blair. Bye, Ralph. <laughs> And again, if you want to check out Blair's stuff, you can go to her uh, her website, which is BlairErsken.com, or you can find... Uh, I would suggest you follow her on Twitter because she posts her new <laughs> stuff when it comes up on there. And I am a huge fan. All right, before we say goodbye, it is Tuesday. Let's not forget, so it's time to take a deep dive into one of the great TV-themed songs of all time. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV
3: Tunes Tuesday.
1: all today's right. That one. Yeah, he likes that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Today's TV tune yeah. comes from a classic sitcom that if you were a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, you will love. And it's got an interesting backstory, too, because originally, this was a reboot of a failed sitcom. I don't know if a lot of people know the backstory or not, but uh, Brandon Tartikoff, who was then president of NBC... Back in 1986, asked a producer named Peter Engel to develop a pilot for a primetime series called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. It was a primetime show about a teacher who was recently married working in a sixth grade uh, school in Indianapolis. And it turned out that former British child star Haley Mills got the role and they produced a pilot for this show. Now, the pilot aired in June of 1987, but NBC decided not to pick up the series. So... Tartakov liked the show so much he didn't want to give up on it And he made a deal with the Disney Channel To air all 13 episodes of the series in prime time However, that did not go well either It turned out though that the audiences on the Disney Channel specifically Were really responding to the kids on the show But not so much the storyline about the teacher So they reworked it again Here's the theme from the original show This is the theme from Good Morning Miss Bliss Well, no wonder it failed with an awful Oof. theme song like that. So what they did was they jettisoned the teacher and they kept four of the kids and they reworked the entire show into a brand new show for a brand new network. NBC took it back and they started airing it on Saturday mornings. First time a sitcom for kids aired in the usually animation heavy Saturday morning segment. Here's Cassie with her request. Cassie, two-star
4: general from Southie, London, here. I have a request for a TV Tunes Tuesday. Now, this show was the show of my childhood, and the theme tune instantly brings back a massive plethora of wonderful memories, as I'm sure it does for all for all late 80s slash early 90s kids. Please, can we have the theme tune for Saved by the Bell? Keep the pecker up. Lick all the balls. Pray she's me, because I love you. I mean
0: it. Bye. Thank you, Cassie. That's right. Good Morning, Miss Bliss was reworked. They kept four of the kid actors who were working on that show, Mark Paul Gossler, Dustin Diamond, Lark Voorhees, and Dennis Haskins, who played the principal on that show. And then they brought in some new cast members, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Elizabeth Berkley, and Mario Lopez joined the cast. They moved the show from Indianapolis to, of course, Los Angeles, Bayside High became the location, the max, the place where they would go to eat. And a legend was born, Saved by the Bell. Here's the theme song. Cassie, thanks for the quest.
3: When I wake up in the morning and the long gets out of water, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab a books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's all right, good. I know I'm in a mess, and my dog ate all my homework last night. Riding low in my chair, she won't know that I'm there. If I can hand it in tomorrow, it'll be alright. It's alright.
0: This is the show that will not die. Yeah. were you? Did you
1: watch it as a kid? No, I was not a fan you of it. You were not a Saved by the Bell? I, guy? I think it just missed my age group. I got
0: you. I, think- I watched it ironically because I was older than you. Yeah. So I go up and go, this is awesome. <laughs> I was stunned by the... <laughs> The, so many things on that show. Yeah, it didn't
1: do it for me. But.
0: Uh, it spawned two spin off series. There was Saved by the Bell, The College Years, and then they went back and tried to uh, capture Lightning in a Bottle again with Save by the Class, uh, excuse me, Save by the Bell, The New Class, yeah, which that. did not go well. Yeah. There were two TV movies Save by the Bell, Hawaiian <laughs> style, where they brought the cast back together again, and right. Save by the Bell, Wedding in Las Vegas in 1994. And now we're living it all over again Because Peacock, the streaming service on NBC Has uh, saved by the bell The sequel, basically With Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkley Returning to their roles They're
1: trying to wring every drop out of this IP The The show will not go away
0: Because people like Cassie love it enough Some people love it, man To call in and ask for it on TV Tunes (laughs) Tuesday Here we go You know what day it is it's TV round Tuesday Oh, I like that one. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's it for the show today, kids. That was a fun one. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to have even more fun. But in order to come back, you got to make sure you take care of yourself. It's heart day. So take care of your heart, but also take care of your lungs. Yeah, Stay away from that COVID. Eat a goose too. Eat a goose. <laughs> Be rich and healthy on this Michael Miss first of all stay the
3: fuck at home
0: wash your hands really really good stay good in the hood and always you good? you good? ow that hurt stay swell give them hell buddy hit myself with a whip Uh, that's it for today's show we'll talk to you tomorrow and until tomorrow always remember love you mean it bye